Hello and welcome to this Endolife episode 40. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. Before um, I get started today, we've got another solo episode for you. I would like to say a word about my sponsors. Now, I don't know about you, but I, for some reason, get my pe- my period comes along the night of, the, the night before or during a really big event. It will literally change its due date to match a day that I need to be really prepared for. Since I've got my endo under control in the past, like, like really under control in the past, like, 15 months, it hasn't done it much. And also, I'm, I'm less aware of it because my pain is so low. But back in the past, literally every time I had a big event, it would be there. And I was part of a campaign for TOTM um, earlier in the year. And um, no, not earlier in the year, last year, I was going to be on a photo shoot all day and my period came on the way down, of course. So you know the story that I put the patches up, put the BU period patches on, on the train, but I used them all day throughout the shoot. And I was, yeah, I was pain free. And I was really worried that I was going to have to be, you know, just having pictures. I don't like having pictures taken of myself anyway. And I was around all of these people that I didn't know. And I was meeting for the first time. And I was really freaking out. But the BU period patches sorted me out. And I felt great. And I was chatting away. I kind of chatted too much. Um, I think I ended up interrupting the TOTM girls from doing all of their work. Sorry. So, yeah, I just, there are so many times that I could have done with these patches and I used them at their endo march and they got me through um so these are brilliant I just would recommend having them in your drawer at work and in your bag they're really discreet and they're just easy to put on and easy to carry around so they're brilliant to have with you if your period comes and surprises you during a really big event they are 100% natural and they deliver menthol and eucalyptus oils to your muscles so they reduce cramping and pain you would like to try them out yourself. They are uh, $4.99 for a monthly subscription or $5.99 for a one-off trial. Just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period pain the natural way. Today's episode is also supported by Honor. Honor is the pleasure and sensuality brand which is helping us to explore eroticism and self-care through body connection. They create gorgeous gemstone pleasure toys and massage tools that help us reconnect with our body, begin to enjoy slow pleasure and reconnect with our sexuality again. And this is so important if we've become really disassociated with our kind of like pelvic area and vagina due to painful sex and chronic pelvic pain and just all the things that come with endometriosis, it can really disconnect us. And we start thinking that We don't need sex in our lives. We don't need to be a sexual person. We just repress that part of us. You know, it is an essential part of our well-being. And it's so important for us to be able to experience pleasure in our bodies and not just pain, which is often the case with endometriosis. We think our body is a constant source of pain. So I really believe that brands like Honor and people doing the work like Eleanor is doing, um, Eleanor is the founder of Honor. They are doing such great work in the world because they're helping people to begin to see that their bodies can be a source of happiness and pleasure and that it's good to reconnect with the body and you don't have to disassociate it, disassociate yourself from it. 
the curve is great for yoni self-massage, self-exploration, um, muscle tension relief, gentle penetration, self-care. Um, and it's designed for massage and self-pleasure. And the like non-phallic design is completely intentional. So it's about nurturing an intimate feminine relationship for your body. And it's quite thin. Um, so it's perfect for internal massage and relieving tension and emotional blockages. Curve was created with the intention of healing and opening up the body to pleasure. And it's a brilliant tool for really working to understand your pain points, your tension points, and beginning to massage through those so that you can relax your like internal walls and hopefully begin to lessen the pain that you experience during sex. If you would like 10% off from um, an honor toy, you can use the code ENDO, all caps, one word, and they do worldwide shipping. It's discreet shipping and the packaging is just beautiful. I really love what this brand is doing. And if you want to check them out, the link is in my show notes. Okay, so by now, I hope you would have heard my interview with the wonderful Henrietta Norton. If you haven't, I would suggest that I don't know, I was going to say go back and listen to that first, but you could listen to it afterwards, but whatever you do, listen to it, because it's going to go into the science a lot more than I can. Um, I kind of know, I, I know the science, but I'm not in a place where I'm confident enough to talk about it fully, and I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't really feel comfortable fully going into the science um, as of yet. So today we are talking about the things that I do to support my liver personally. The liver is really integral to how we experience and manage endometriosis. Henrietta talks about this in a lot more detail. So head over to, to understand more of this in depth. But essentially, the theory is that people with endometriosis have higher levels, well, not necessarily higher, but they have estrogen dominance. And to help us reduce that, to help us rebalance our hormones, we need our detoxification system to be working optimally. That includes our liver. So our liver removes excess estrogen, old estrogen out of the body. Um, it processes it. Endometriosis thrives off estrogen. It, it feeds, in a sense, off estrogen. So that, that's the theory. If we have old or excess estrogen in our body, we could essentially be worsening endometriosis. Also, estrogen um, dominance actually causes a lot of other issues in our body, which I'll save for another um, episode. But it's, you know, we want our body, we want our hormones to be in balance. It's really important that we're looking after our liver. Generally speaking, the liver can be burdened by alcohol, drugs, fatty foods, sugar, medicines, pollutions, pesticides um xenoestrogens really the world that we're living in today is fully so laden with pesticides and chemicals that our bodies are they're not coping properly with all the toxins our liver is under strain i heard a really fascinating statistic from um elisa vitti i listened to her um endometriosis masterclass audio you can download it. it's oh, 20 $27, I think. I've, I think I paid £20 for it. Um, and she says that we are, I'm not sure where she got this stat from, but she's an incredibly knowledgeable woman. 
um, and highly trained, we are exposed to more chemicals in our cycle, one cycle, than our grandmothers were in their entire lifetime. Yeah, I know. Fucking scary, right? And there is evidence out there to show that these hormones, sorry, these chemicals are affecting our hormones. Um, have a listen back to my interview with Megan Cleary if you want to learn more about that, um, because I could, that could get into a whole other thing. But um, there are studies linking pesticides and different chemicals in our food, in, the, in pollution, to hormonal imbalances, uh, hormonal conditions and reproductive conditions. Um, so, you know, this, we, we want to be able to support our bodies as much as possible to remove these um, and cope with these better. So I wanted to talk about the ways that I personally support my liver. Um, and as always, I'm not a doctor. This isn't to replace any of your medical treatment. Do discuss with your doctor if you would like to um, try any of these methods. But do remember that, um, you know, general practitioners and even specialists don't have much training in nutrition. Um, if you want to kind of learn a little bit more about that, then head over to my interview with Henrietta and we, we do discuss that. Um, but by all means, go to a nutritionist, go to an expert, have a, have a chat with them. So this is my personal experience and what I've learned so far um, from my research and my studies. So I currently take the endo complex. Um, so the endo complex has minerals and nutrients to support the liver, um, including milk thistle, choline, or perhaps it's choline. Um, there are numerous beautiful food-grown ingredients in these supplements. Um, and Henrietta actually discusses the ingredients and how they support your liver and other functions in your body um, and help you manage endometriosis in the podcast. So head over to that. But I have found such a significant difference in my symptoms since starting that, that I, I just cannot be without it. So I, it's, it really brings me like a peace of mind to know that I'm taking something that's really supporting my liver. So it can be difficult when you're trying to do it on your own and you're reading books and you're piecing everything together, uh, what, what's actually helping. And, you know, you're never sure if you're doing quite enough. But by taking the endo complex, I'm, you know, I'm certain that I am doing my liver good. So another one which maybe some of you won't be a fan of, which is cool, but I hope you don't, I hope this doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But I cut out alcohol pretty, pretty significantly. Um, so alcohol interferes with the normal functioning of your liver. Um, plus, alcohol has quite a high amount of sugar in it, which can lead to further inflammation. And sugar can, can also burden the liver too. So the way that I kind of managed that was when I decided to avoid alcohol, I wasn't really drinking anyway. So I just carried on as I was. But I did used to drink. Um, you know, when I was a student, I used to drink on a Friday and a Saturday night. And when I was running a magazine, um, I don't know, like maybe not every week, but um, we all get pretty drunk as a team. 
And then when I was working in charity, like we'd have drinks on a Friday. So it was, it was a very normal part of my life. I've never been the person to drink alcohol at dinner or drink alcohol like generally during the day, um, not during the day, just during the week. So I didn't really have to get out of that habit. Um, but I think it was more the going, going out um, and going without a drink, which I didn't do all the time. So the way that I dealt with that was kind of planning different nights. So I started to go to, like, when I saw friends, I would kind of go for a lot more things, like dinners, shows, cinema, um, lunches, coffee dates, um, exhibitions, a lot more experiences, even going to, like, workshops together. That was really nice and really expanded my yeah, the kind of things that I did. And if I did feel like I was at a night where I, I felt the pressure to drink, but I didn't want to, um, I would have and still do, I'd have like a seed lip. So seed lip is a, an alcohol free spirit that you can have with mixers. Um, and it's, I think it's zero sugar. So that's really helpful because I used to drink like orange juice and then by the end of the night I'd had like I don't know three pints of orange juice and going for alcohol free drinks or um trying alcohol free spirits and wines that's becoming more and more popular in America they have a drink which I don't know the name because it just popped up on my Instagram one day but if you know it please please direct message me and let me know because I'd love to know um there's a a kind of spirit I guess it's a bit like speed seed lip but it's made with botanicals and like superfoods so you're elevated so you feel I think it's probably got lion's mane in it so you get a bit of a natural buzz and you feel like you want to talk so that's pretty cool for anyone who feels like they're missing that lift um it could be really fun to try some of that and you know I do drink sometimes I haven't that the last time I drunk was when I was ovulating so that was two weeks ago um and then before that the last time I drank was I don't know probably a couple of months ago um I don't remember having a drink over Christmas but maybe I did yeah actually I remember yeah no I did I had like a glass of champagne or something on Christmas day but you know I could have more of that or less so what I tend to do now is um if you read Woman Code um by Lisa Vitti I understand a little bit more but um, alcohol fits into, she recommends that if you're going to drink, then it's best to drink during ovulation. So if I'm going to drink, then I do try to arrange for something to happen. To, to uh, I try to arrange for like a drinking, socializing kind of thing during ovulation. If I can't do that, then I just make a judgment call. If I'm really in the administration, I won't drink. Um, if I turn up and I want a drink, I might have one drink if or two. Generally, don't go over two drinks because once I've had a third, I'm drunk and then I'm going to carry on drinking and make bad decisions. So I generally kind of stick to two. And when I do go over and have like three, I'm really inflamed and in pain the next day. I, my pelvis hurts. I mean, my entire lower body hurts. So I've just kind of decided and and my 
my mind isn't in a good place. I can't think straight. I'm, I usually get depressed. I get anxious. Um, so it does have quite a heavy effect on me. So I'm a bit more invested into why I don't drink, but I don't eliminate it completely. I guess what you could call it is sober curious, which a lot of people do. Um, and if you're interested in like a sober curious life where you, you know, you don't drink a lot of the time, but you drink sometimes, um, then, uh, my interview with, uh, Rachel Welford, um, I will link to that in the show notes. She talks about why she went sober curious and what that looks like for her. And I know that Ruby Warrington has a book. Um, let me just look it up for you right now. Okay, hilarious. It's just called Sober Curious. So that book talks about her experience of going sober curious and um, tips to get started with that. Yeah, I mean, because it hasn't been such a deep part of my life, um, sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss going out and dancing and getting drunk. I think I've done that a lot less, like the dancing side of things, because I think I found that once I wasn't drinking, those opportunities just weren't really, they just suddenly let went. So I do miss that. And I think, but that's up to me. It's my responsibility to seek out those social situations where I can go out and have a dance and not feel insecure because I haven't got a drink so that's something that I need to do you know um but I am aware that drinking isn't a massive part of my social group anymore and it's not a massive part of my life either or my partner's life so it's it's pretty easy for me to eliminate it and I understand for others it's not so I would get started by reading Sober Curious um, and I'm pretty sure that Jessica Manan interviewed Ruby Warrington as well. So I will put that in the show notes um, if I can find it. And hopefully that will help you. Just a reminder that today's show is sponsored by BU Period Patches. So I wanted to share a testimonial from a midwife, um, a midwife and a period expert, I believe she is. Um, about the BU period patches. This product has been recommended by a lady in my close group, so I thought I'd share her thoughts. If you suffer, then they may be worth a try. I've just got to let people know about these. I've been having excruciating period pain day one and two since my period has gone since my period has gone down from a seven day bleed to two to three day bleeds. I've tried two different HRTs and just started my first, my third. Whilst on HRT, my periods haven't changed from still being excruciating. The doctor says next try would be the coil, but I'm not sure I want that. The last two days I've worn these and actually have been able to get on with my day and not been doubled up in pain at all or have, or have had to take any painkillers. Bloody brilliant. Five stars from me. Again, just another one that says it all. So if you are struggling with endometriosis or chronic pelvic pain or period pain, then... BU patches could really be for you. They act like plasters and they deliver essential oils that have been scientifically proven to reduce cramps and pain. If you'd like to try them out, the link is in my show notes. They're $4.99 for a subscription pack or $5.99 for a one-off pack. Let me know if you try them out. I'd love to hear what you think. Today's episode is also supported by Honor. Honor is the pleasure and sensuality brand that creates gorgeous gemstone pleasure toys and massage tools 
that help to encourage self-pleasure, self-care, body exploration and body connection. I love Honor and what they're doing. The founder actually had vaginismus and couldn't have sex for seven years and it was excruciating for her. It was causing her relationships to break down. It was causing huge self-esteem problems. Her story is really heart-wrenching and she really understands that experience of painful sex and, and what it does to you. If you want to listen to my interview with her, just head over to the episode. It was just released a, a week or so ago. And yeah, have a listen to you know her passion and her why. I think you'll really resonate with Eleanor's story and the reason why she's doing what she does. I found such relief from working with Honor and it is the beginning of my journey of healing my sexual pain really um, and I'm just so glad to have started that journey with Honor. I think they really, they're, they're not just a sex toy company who, you know, is is just all talking about sex and pleasure. It's it's more than that, it's deeper than that. It's about building an intimate relationship with yourself, re, you know, healing broken connections with your body, healing the intimate relationship that you might have with your partner. Um, and I think that's really important work on this endometriosis journey and it's one that we can often forget. So if you want to check out their gemstone toys and self-massage tools, then just head to the link in the show notes and use the 10% discount code, which is ENDO, E-N-D-O, all caps. Let me know if you try them. The next thing I do for my liver is reduce my caffeine intake. So um, I've recently come up with a new rule for myself. Uh, oh, that sounds really strict, but it's not. It's more like a, a guide because I don't know if I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned that I've kind of struggled with. Caffeine is kind of like my crutch when I'm like down or when I'm stressed and stuff. And because we have had a stress, stressful couple of months, I've been drinking more coffee and tea mainly decaf and decaf but I personally feel more of an effect from it um Henrietta Norton explains that um in our interview that she feels that one coffee a day and a cup of tea should be fine but then we're all individuals so if you feel more sensitive to it then you might need to do less and she she experiences that and I find that I need to keep to decaf if I have I could probably have like a Spaced out, maybe I could have like a handful, like four coffees in a month spaced out. But um, I definitely feel the effects more. And if I had it near my period, I would know about it. And so I, I stick to decaf. And recently, my kind of to try and get myself back into this routine, I'm following um, Woman Codes protocol where you drink coffee decaf coffee um, menstruation I'm not going to drink it whilst I'm in my early days of my period that's not a good idea for me but if I want one I'll have it towards the end of my period and I should be fine so yeah that's kind of my new routine I do have decaffeinated uh the reason why is that caffeine it is a drug so um the liver will process it out and what happens is if you're drinking lots of caffeine or you're having lots of alcohol or lots of medication then that takes priority because that's that's more of a toxin than excess estrogen is to your body. Your body's going to filter those things out first and then excess estrogen builds up. Strain in the liver 
uh, with caffeine might not be too helpful when you've got endometriosis. Um, so that's that's why I've chosen to limit my intake. I have some replacements. I make a raw cacao hot chocolate with lion's mane and cordyceps um, during my day. That gives me a, a really good boost. I'm going to talk about that more in the future. Um, but you can find out more on my Instagram. Just look for the picture of the weird mushroom. And yeah, lion's mane increases your cognitive function and cordyceps increases your energy. So um, yeah, I use that and I have like different replacements for coffee like chicory root. So there are definitely ways around it and I will do an episode on my favorite coffee replacers in the future. Um, It can be super hard. It's been my hardest thing to limit, but it's not about on restriction I've never found that works it's about finding ways around it so finding lovely replacements and then also allow myself to have decaffeinated um, at different points in my cycle and that might look like the woman code protocol for you or it might look like at the weekends or you have a decaffeinated in the morning you need to work out what feels good for your body I would definitely suggest go and listen to my interview with Henrietta Norton for more information and probably do have a look at Elisa Bitty's blog post on caffeine. They're super helpful. Okay, so the other thing that I do is to decrease my exposure to chemicals uh, like dioxins because these disrupt, uh, these cause hormone disruption and they again strain the liver. So literally there are chemicals that are affecting our hormones and putting a strain on our liver in our cleaning products, in our washing products for our bodies, um, shampoo, moisturizer, makeup, er- everything, perfume. These are some of the key things that I do. I use coconut oil on my body instead of um, a body cream. I wouldn't get like an organic non-toxin body cream, but they're super expensive, so I haven't done yet. Um, it can get a bit oily, so I don't put it on my upper back or on my chest because it can give me spots. It is oily, so I will moisturize and then I will just kind of blot myself down with a towel. I will shop for organic foods where and when I can afford it and within reason. So if you Google the Dirty Dozen foods, you will find the a list of the most pesticide-laden foods. I try to shop organic for those the most. And then the rest you can get away with a little bit more. So if you are on a budget like I am, you can, um, yeah, just try to avoid the most pesticide-laden foods. And then if there is a discount or it's a bit more reasonable in price, it's only a little bit more, then I'll try to um, buy organic then. And, you know, I do endeavour to buy organic as much as possible, but it really depends on what I'm buying that week and um, what my shopping basket already looks like. I've changed my cleaning products, so I tend to use Method um, or uh, Ecova. Um, there are a few others. So I think Kin Living. Um, so changing the cleaning products is really easy. There's so many options now. They're pretty much the same price. Some of them are a pound or two more, but not often. Even Tesco's have their own brand of toxin-free cleaners now so that's really helpful I've changed my skincare you can go down a rabbit hole with this and spend loads of money 
I use Green People. They're the most affordable ones that I have found out there that agrees with my skin. You could probably find cheaper, but I've got very sensitive skin. And I actually buy them from uh, Dolphin Fitness, which is a discount website for health foods and um, in the UK. And so I get all of my beauty products discounted. Well, all of my skincare products discounted and shampoos and stuff. So that's really, really helpful. Um, Not sure what I would do without them. So I definitely suggest you try to look for some discount supermarkets online to see if you can find your products cheaper. Don't feel like you have to buy the top end range. Do it slowly. Don't do all of this at the same at once. It's otherwise it's way too overwhelming. I did that in the beginning. It cost me a fortune and I couldn't keep up with it. You know, use up what you have first and then and then start changing them slowly. Um, because the stress for your, the stress of trying to change overall at once anyway isn't good for your body. So just a gradual change can be very helpful with that. Um, and then I also changed my uh, makeup. So I have, I think, I think my eyeliner is still, is still a chemical-based one, um, but I haven't found one that I like yet. So but other than that, I changed my makeup. And in the UK, Lily Lolo is a new brand which is affordable and when I spoke to Content Beauty and Wellbeing um, who are like a really kind of like the number one go-to place for organic beauty care um, they said to me that Lily Lolo are essentially the same as the expensive brands but the packaging is a bit cheaper so um, so I feel safe and happy buying that stuff yeah, there's ways you can do it. You can just buy smaller like samples and look for again, look for discounts, always look for reviews, find out what the reviews are saying first before you invest, try and get a tester if you can. So, yeah, so that's that's like how I've reduced my chemical burden overall. And then the last thing I do is eat foods to support my liver. So free, free um, foods that I really like to include is dandelion tea, chicory coffee. So not chicory with coffee because they do sell products like that. Chicory coffee, chicory granules, organic chicory granules that dissolve and are like coffee, but they have no coffee in them. And parsley, these all support uh, the liver and the detoxification process. And then Elisa Vitti says that, I mean, Vegetables and fruits are going to help your liver anyway, but specific, specific vegetables, um, she says things like avocados, carrots, broccoli, melon, and she lists a lot more in her book, as does Henrietta Norton. So there are abundant foods that support your liver. So um, definitely check those out. So that's it. I hope that was helpful. And again, this is just my... Uh, my experience and what I've learned so far. There's so much more information out there. Um, check out the books that I've mentioned and the links in the show notes for further reading and information. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com 
and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. (laughs) 